0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the 23rd episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from, what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support Phenomenal Women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. This is part two of a three-part episode. Last week, I sat down with the hosts of What Soul Sisters Say, Nalo, Lady Dara, and Keisha. These three phenomenal women shared with me what it means to them to be a Phenomenal Woman, the Phenomenal women in their lives, and also the characteristics they behold to themselves as Phenomenal Women. This week we take a deeper dive into their spirituality and their take on religion and life. You don't want to miss this. Enjoy! Okay, so um, so what has your spirit what led you to this place where you're um, you know very free with your spirituality? and um, I would also want to say that I don't mean to offend anyone who does use the vehicle of formal religion to practice their spirituality because um, it certainly has its purpose and its role, um, but um, but, anyway, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out, but what what led you here?
1: How did you get to this place? For me. It's interesting because the very thing that I said, what I don't believe uh, God is, is what led me to where I am now. The judgment uh, from family um, and friends, because we were basically, you know how you you follow the leader you grow up, say Baptist, and then you you feel like that's the way to go. So then you raise your kids, Baptist and so forth. Um, I basically broke that chain um, and my, ex, my ex-husband ex was Church of God in and Christ. And that was really strict, uh, religious setting. And it started with his family, with the judgment and the condemnation. And so um, it's funny because when you're a baby in Christ, God kind of holds your hand and just keeps you really close. And then as you grow in him, you know, you spread out. But when I was a baby, he started speaking to me very early and I heard clear as day. This is not how I intended for you to serve me. And so Mm -hmm. I just could not keep ignoring what was laid on my spirit. And I just didn't feel right. So I I started to question. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: then when I started to question, a lot of people did not like that. So that led Uh me to my own search. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, as I, I started seeing people continue to condemn and judge and not be loving, like you said, how can God be loving and then still condemn you. I started asking those exact same questions. And I don't know why we don't ask that more. You know what? Because it doesn't make sense. How can we have how can we serve this loving, all-forgiving God? But then you tell us if we don't do certain things, we're going to hell and we're going to be cast into eternal flames of fire. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up. So I started asking questions early. Yeah. And then I followed my spirit. I followed, I, I paid attention to how I felt.
0: It's uncomfortable to ask those questions it's, um, it can be un- it can be uncomfortable for you yourself um, depending upon how you grew up in the religion mm-hmm. and um, those rules that are put into place uh, in terms of those boundaries of what you can ask and how far you can go with those questions mm-hmm. and then once you start posing those questions the um, it makes other people uncomfortable because you're not only like you might be you know braving that storm and like taking that leap to ask the questions, but by asking them, it forces others to entertain them. And mm-hmm. that makes it very uncomfortable. Uh, I experienced that my own, myself. So yeah, mm-hmm. that can make it very uncomfortable. Um, but that's why, that's why we can't ask, because when you start asking the questions, um, at least for me, when I was asking the questions in the formal setting, the response I got every time was, just have to have faith Mm, yeah you just have to believe it you know and like okay i mean i you know i I have faith (laughs)
1: i I think that you also have to feel it (laughs) but i think that you can believe it but you also have to feel it Mm -hmm. you can't ignore your feelings because that's where god is your intuition your inner Mm -hmm. compass that is yeah Um, yeah
0: just and to that point too like when like if you're um This would always interest me, like I would be in church and I would be thinking, I I would know like what I needed to do in certain circumstances, like I would just know, you know, and someone would come and say, um, the Lord told me to come and tell you. I know I appreciate that, you know, <laughs> but he was telling me something different. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was like, I talked to him too. You know, he told me something a little different than that, but I appreciate it. And, but a lot of times, like the message would be um, to further lead to conformity. You know what I mean? Like God told me to tell yeah. you that you needed to, con- basically, if, if I just finished the sentence that you need to conform. Mm -hmm. need to conform you know so but anyway that's just um my my experience with that but so what would you say Nala
2: um that sounds pretty familiar yeah Yeah. um well for me my story is a little bit funny because not only was I we were brought up in the church and we were going to church but I was married to the church (laughs) so (laughs) Um, my first husband was a minister. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. he wasn't a minister when we got married, he went to school and he was like, well, I'm going to go to school to be a minister. And then everything changed. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff changed mm-hmm. once he started going to school. And, um, then I started serving, I guess, um, in the church in different places organizations and things like that and that's when it really started to get a little uncomfortable and a lot more suffocating Mm -hmm. because it was every day it was all multiple times a day it was money it was it was a lot of um it was a lot like how much time we got (laughs) 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 um And I can remember it was around, I was 28 and I just started saying, well, I don't want to go this week. And I just started feeling really uncomfortable and annoyed and not liking the things I saw behind the scenes. And I just was getting annoyed with everything. And so that, of course, of course, caused raff in the marriage and we were battling and, you know, all, all of this stuff. And once I got out of the marriage, which wasn't really that long. Um, I just started saying to myself, I just want to see truth. I want to hear truth. I want to experience truth in everything and everybody. And things just started showing up for me. And so I just kept down that road. I just don't know how that, that happens. Yeah, when you ask
0: for it and you start, um, the truth starts to present itself. Yeah. It almost like when you open that door, it can fast track you.
2: Because, you know,
0: like all of these just different resources, people, you know, start to present themselves, people that were in your life, even that you didn't even realize were on that page. um, You're like, oh, that's what you think? I didn't I didn't know that, you know. And so, yeah, that's really interesting. When you ask for the truth, it certainly presents itself for sure.
2: Yeah. When you start to act, then you really start to see how powerful you really are and the things that you're speaking are you say you want it but then you got to be prepared for when it comes and so you have to be open open in your mind and your heart because it's going to be completely different from what you've been raised on your entire entire Mm -hmm. life like i said i was 28 that's Mm -hmm. you know that's a long time before 28 when you've been taught and trained and kind of like you say conformed and molded into a certain thing and then all of a sudden you're like you know something's not feeling right i I just want the truth i want to experience truth and then things start showing up and you're just like
0: yeah for sure what would
2: you say keisha on um i wanted to
3: touch on one thing you said about the condemnation feeling condemned everyone's talking about feeling condemned and the condemnation. I kind of believe that a lot of the religions were structured um, almost like a dictatorship, you know, to keep people in line, you know, to scare slaves and, you know, just stuff. And um, I would go to church and, you know, growing up Baptist is a lot of Holy Ghost and crying and woohooing and just it's so dramatic, <laughs> in so, and it's beautiful when you're yeah. hurt, because yeah. I always call the pool pit the uh, emergency room for the emotionally ill, and that's where we all go. That's, a, that's the gateway. It's the door <laughs> to get to the other side, and I would keep going to the same door, and as I matured in my spirituality, I was like, I don't feel like this anymore. I'm not hurt. I don't have a, anything to cry about, so what's next? What do what do we do now? Like every week, I would be boo-hooing and crying about it and complaining, and you know, it was just like a—I don't know—what do you call it? Like a, like a wailing wall. Yeah, <laughs> like a rerun. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> okay. and I and I would walk in the doors, and I would—I would got to the point where I felt so powerful. Like I want to know where to go from here. What's next? I've heard this sermon how many times? I don't have anything else left to cry about. So I just kind of felt like there was more after that, you know, what, what actually brought me, well, we grew up in church, you know, our, mm-hmm. our, our cousins sang in a choir, our grandfather preached and aunts and uncles, you know, that was just our lifestyle. Yeah, I, I, I believe through slavery, of course, most definitely. And then I was in this really bad marriage and I just used to go to church just to be, just for some salvation. Like it was, I, I was—I felt like I was married to a devil, like a, a Lucifer's brother or like BFF or something. So that really drove me to—I I was looking for an escape, you know—to mm-hmm. be saved from this horrific lifestyle I had gotten myself into. Yeah. But then after I started growing and you know kept kept going and growing and going and growing and growing, and I was like, I just don't—I I felt like I was healed on that level. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this isn't for me anymore. There has to be more. And then that's when it was a Bible study one Wednesday. I'll never forget. And I walked in and I was just like, I'm not feeling this. And then I left and I started searching for more. And when you search for more, you definitely get more. And then that's when I started running into um, more mystical type people, just walking in the street. And a girl would grab my hand and just read my palm out of the blue and, that started opening my eyes even more. was having more of those experiences. Yeah. So I was asking for more. I wanted to know what was, what's going on out here. I think a lot of people who are attached to their spirituality continuously have the, want the connection with spirit and always asking why. I always want to talk to spirit and have this interaction with spirit, you know, because you are spirit. So
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's kind of how that
2: happened for me.
0: Yeah. Wow. So when you say um, when you say you felt that you were married to to the devil, you mean like literally, literally, you mean, you mean like literally you're you're, you're 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 talking about the relationship that you were I'm in. I'm talking the about marriage. The, person it the marriage. Worked. OK, I got I it. OK, I just clarify. I
3: definitely believe when you are like being and you are an angelic earth angel you would definitely in your lifetime be attached to some devils or some evil entities, you know, because positive energy attracts positive and negative. So you can definitely get caught up in some stuff. So no, literally, you know, you know, when some people are just evil to the core, you know, you get to that point where you can, where well, God is showing you that and you can see that, that that's yeah, what yeah. that is. And I definitely, that, that relationship drove, um, put my relationship, with spirituality, like a, a like a oak tree, roots were deep. That's when I really got rooted and held on to spirit, you know, like with with my life because of that relationship. So I definitely see that that relation. That's the reason why I had that relationship because it was solidifying my relationship with spirit because I was in such a desperate situation. It was, that's what got me out of it was my salvation through spirit, just my connection and learning how to read spirit and, um, having my, um, own relationship with God was the opposite of what they were telling me to do in church, like endure, put holy water in the washing machine and the clothes and all this crap that was not working, obviously. So I really had to talk, start talking to God because I needed to get out of it. Yeah. And that's so it
0: rooted it re-rooted me. It was it grounded
3: me, that relationship. Yeah,
0: but yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, I understand a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I I have a um, an experience that's um, actually kind of similar to what you described. So I I understand like being in a relationship where um, you really feel like the other party is not um, is dark you know, very it's very hard. And um, and then navigating that and really, um, you know, trying to make peace with yourself on what to do with that, you know, and, and how yeah. to honor the commitment that you've made in the face of God, but still, you know, acknowledge that still battling with the fact that this is not it's not right. (laughs) This is is dark Mm -hmm. and it's not really serving me in the way that I think it should. But Mm -hmm. in retrospect, you realize it did serve you. Is what I'm hearing you say. Mm
3: -hmm. And then those man-made rules that you learn in church are a lot of times what keeps you in those dark places. Yes. With those dark entities, Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. you know,
3: to endure and just go through the struggle. And then me being directly connected to God you know, taught me another way. And I definitely believe God has his own language with anyone who has a personal relationship. And the things you hear and you're instructed to do never make sense or never line up with what you were taught. That's true. And that was the beautiful thing about spirit is is, 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 it's very freeing once you get to that side because you know it's just not one, two, three or come a certain way it opens the door for any and everything. So you get to a good place of freedom. Once you, once you have your relationship with spirit and you can hear clear, it's extremely free. I mean, like nobody can tell me nothing anymore. Like, like nothing. Like yeah. it worked for me so well to where, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and I was telling about a miracle I had. And she was like, Oh, you better thank Jesus. You better. I was like, girl, don't play with me like that. You know, that's not, I don't, that's, I don't do that. And I notice my friends who still believe in that, try to still push that on me. And sometimes I let it slide because of ignorance or it's just a habit. Cause I was sold out too. Now, you know, I was sold out. <laughs> I was one of the ones like, look, <laughs> you know, Jesus was the man. But when I started learning about other religions, every religion has their form of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, every religion has this middleman. And so it just led me to believe with every religion has this middleman in different parts of the world, that there has to be something higher than that. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like the, would be an example of the disciples. And then there has to be something even greater than that to bring all of this together collectively. Mm-hmm. So... Just my search for that kept me, kept me going.
0: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Even um, to the point where you said, um, you know, <clears throat> you kind of know, tr- you know the truth within yourself. So like when uh, I can think back to um, <laughs> certain times where I would say, um, okay, if I go out literally, this, this is literal, if I go outside and there's a blue jay on the light pole I'm going to leave, and there's and I would make it crazy stuff because I wasn't ready <laughs> to make a move, so I was like you know if it's if there's a blue jay with a red robin <laughs> next to um, together I'm, I'm, <laughs> i' love it. I'm gonna leave, <laughs> and then I'll go out there, and it wouldn't be there, so I'm like, well that's. I'm not time to know. say it. <laughs> so um, but the fact that I was asked I was making up those crazy things, I already knew, right, <laughs> so I already knew that I just wasn't mm-hmm. ready to make that move, but I knew the truth, so okay. and it had to it had to get to the point where you
3: started to say those things, and then they started to appear. It had to get to that
0: point, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, okay, so I, we we've talked about a lot of things here, and one of the things that I am interested in and in learning is um, how did you get to the place? So you ta- you said that you would, when you embarked upon um, a deeper spiritual um, or understanding of your spirituality, you would go out and like some random person would read your palm. Um, so you know, in certain religions, that's very taboo to have your palm read or to even entertain like tarot card readers or or anything like that. How did you get to the place where you were comfortable with that? And then can you tell us a little bit about what tarot cards are and how they, um, and what they do, how you use them? I, um, I got to the place where I was comfortable
3: with it, because when I would when the girl grabbed my palm and read it, she—I didn't even know how I was going to this African club in Atlanta, and she had them all white. And she grabbed my hand when I was passing, and everything she said was the truth. That was—I didn't even know her. That was. There was no denying that something was going on because what she spoke was was real,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it was something very intimate. So there was no way you could know she could know this. And I didn't even know anything about palm reading or or anything like that. Yeah. Or, Carol, like this, I didn't know anything about that kind of stuff. I mean, like I heard about psychic hotlines, which I've called people <laughs> a long time ago. That was speaking truth Ms. to me. It Cleo. <laughs> it was, it was, just, it was Cleo, but it was like one of those, one of those things through the telephone company. You used to have a big telephone company. And I just yeah. was always always curious because I always wanted to stuff I don't know I just always wanted to know stuff so that would happen and just strangers would walk up to me and just tell me things Mm -hmm. about my life all the time it just was happening especially after Katrina it was happening more and more and more like clockwork so I was just like wait a minute you know something is I knew something was going on because while in your ordinary life that's that stuff just doesn't happen for no reason exactly so I met a girl, Fatima. She worked for Zorothea, which is a clairvoyant. And she read tarot cards. But what I've learned about that, about that is we all have these abilities. We're all telepathic. We all can astral travel. This was our original form of being because remember the written language and speaking in English is new. That's new. That's, that's, that's very, very new. So when the Egyptians used to draw pictures of the and sacred scribes and things, the, the card readings really come from that. And the traditional tarot deck just started as like a little bridge game. A spiritual people would, would use pictures because people had pictures before they had words. So they would have to draw pictures and just kind of like interpret different things like that. So spiritual people took this card game, just like they take a deck of playing cards with spades and hearts, they can read that too. And then they would just, it would, just like you say, you have a knowing and spirit speaks to you through whatever the language is, like Dara can hear, she can directly hear phrases. And um, I don't know, uh, spirit speaks to me through a knowing. And the the, the fascinating things about the cards is I just, I did a lot of coloring as a kid. I liked books and I like pictures and it's just plain and simple like that. So it was just a way for me to, to talk to spirit and hear words right away. It would just come in, you know, just plain word form, you know, right away. So I, um, I, what a lot of people don't know about the Bible is, and um, is a lot of it has a background of Greek mythology So even with the tarot reading um, or any kind of witchery, which is just nature or like medicine men, medicine women, anything that man can explain becomes taboo. And if you knew about astrology or your natal charts and things like that, you would know about your power. You would have your map to life. So they would make it taboo so you wouldn't have the keys and the essentials of what you needed to break from, free from bondage mm-hmm. so after we had left the church and after katrina and all of that kind of stuff i just was open to everything and the truth of the people coming to me with this truth people i didn't know they would just tell me things that were true led me to really believe in it it's almost like the church you know when you have the prophet and the prophetess in the church it's the same thing it's just different yeah. words for it. you know you may want to call it a clairvoyant you may want to call it a psychic it's all the same stuff and You know, we all, as people, have prophetic dreams and we get signs and images. So we all have some form of it. Just some people just practice and tap into it and get really good at it is is all it is. So that's kind of how I got started with That's what fascinated me. Because when I went to meet Dorothea, my girlfriend worked for her and she quit working because it was just too real. The things that was happening... Was too real. And I think one of the clients had a son, and she told the mom to tell the son not to go to a party because he he would encounter some death. And that's it. And she didn't, you know, some people have those experiences, but they don't take heed.
0: And
3: and her son was killed. So, and then that's when she quit. Mm -hmm. And when she told me that story, I was like, I want to meet her. I want to meet (laughs) this woman who I hear can knows all of these things and so when I set up an appointment and went to her house which was extremely magical for me because I could see firsthand what was going on so I'm asking all these questions and then uh, and she's flipping all these cards and laying all this stuff on this they're flying and flipping around very magical like and she's telling me I don't even know this woman but she's telling me all about my life and things that have happened and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it because it's true. So then I asked her about this business venture with these Asians, She's flipping all these cards and all these Asians and magical knives and stuff come out. So I'm just like, damn, this is like, this, it got me more and more and more intrigued. So after that experience, I researched it and went and got my own deck and just started playing around with it. And I didn't, couldn't read the tarot because tarot is something that's revealed to you once you get to a certain level. So it took me many years to really learn it and for, for it to really speak to me. So I just grabbed some oracle cards because it's just regular words. And when you grab mm-hmm. some, some of your butterflies, flowers, it's just, just words and pictures. And when you tap into spirit, like when you're praying or meditating and you just start flipping these cards, you know, God just speaks to you, just a story or information that you need to know. Just plain in there instead of going through that whole struggle of what is God trying to tell me? What should I do? Which way should I go? You you can just open up these cards and when you're you're pure and your intention is pure, then spirit will just reveal it to you because you're, you're in this vulnerable state and you want to know it and spirit wants you to know. And then the beautiful thing about it is, you can share it with other people, so they can see that it's real, and they can tap into their own spirit as well. So, I think religion just has a lot of taboos. I mean, they they go from anywhere from you can't wear certain color fingernail polish to the, a certain you know length skirt <laughs> to you know all kind of rules and restrictions and things like that. So, I just adopted the 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 theory of I don't worry about anything that doesn't finance me, feed me, or, you know, give me any type of support. I don't worry about those things because that doesn't, that's not going to affect my life. So as a child, by me not having a close relationship with my mom and my sisters were close. So I kind of was stuck out in the, just by myself just out here because it was my mom and her husband and then my two sisters. So I was like the fifth one. So that was my, my, my friend. That's who I talked to. That's who I went to. You know, that's who I called on whenever I needed from all the way from the beginning because um, probably because of growing up in church. So it was just something I developed early as a child, as early as five years old. And even though they tell, told the story of we, it was going to be the end of the world and we were going to burn in hell and things, I just didn't believe that. I just for some reason I just didn't really feel that in my spirit I felt like something different was gonna go on and just like now it's just the end of the world as we know it we're just it's just evolution that's all it is it's just so I, I definitely believe yeah. in truth because facts play a big part in me um being navigated through spirituality that's why I'm definitely into metaphysics because it's just it just can't be faith by itself I, I definitely um, appreciate the, the history and, and facts and the knowledge and things that come with it too as well
0: yeah wow
1: mm-hmm. yeah thank yes.
0: you for sharing all of that wow do, and do you uh, Nalo and Lady Durot do you have um, is is your experience similar or do you use tarot, car, tarot cards or you know what is your comfort level with it and how do you feel about um, you know that part of your spirituality, if you practice that.
2: Nilo, you wanna go first? I mean, that's fine. Um, I am not anywhere near as intense with this as my sister. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When I saw her apartment, I thought I was in a retail store. There were so many deck of (laughs) cards. And crystals and stones and all of that. I definitely believe in it. I practice it just for my personal self. I don't do readings and things like that that she does. I definitely mm. practice it, not as often as these two, um, but I definitely, um, I definitely practice. It. So, and I too have gone to see Dorothea. It wasn't as magical <laughs> as um, her experience. <laughs> um, it was interesting. <laughs> We'll say that. Um, Funny. <laughs> so I think that I have kind of like I believe in it and I uh-huh. practice it, but it's not a, a a ritual per se. I'm not gonna yeah. read cards every day or something like that. But I I do really believe you're
0: comfortable it. and you believe in it.
2: Okay.
1: and Dara, um, for me, I'm I'm in the middle. <laughs> Actually, I do. And so here's the thing. I don't know if Keisha may have said it already, but a tarot is basic, is mainly your energy. So it's not something outside of you. It is you. So when you, when I use it to practice my intuition, because it tells me if I'm on point, it's going to align or resonate with what you already know. You know, like she said, it's a knowing that's just kind of like your tangible proof that, okay, wow, I'm on point. Okay. That's what I do. I practice my intuition with mine. And then I make like major life decisions. Yeah. If I can't like feel it in here to move forward, then I do go to the tarot. Okay. That makes sense. So if you're dark, it can be dark.
2: Oh, oh yes yeah. yeah. But
1: if you're light, yeah, it's light. Yeah. Yes. Got it. And, and one thing with that, you're going to know that because you're going to feel in your mm-hmm. spirit if it's light or dark. Even right. if the person reading for you is light or dark, spirit, source will let you know.
3: Yeah. Just like the woman that came to you in church and said, God told me to tell you. Yeah, it's the same thing. And anybody can pull, pull turn cards over and experience mm-hmm. this, this for themselves. Exactly. Because if God wants to speak, God is going to speak point yeah point. What it's gonna be so yeah anybody can tell you something that could be dark even without even using any car mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's yeah. really yeah. just a tool like a pendulum or like if any if anybody walks up to you on the street gives you a message from god that's mm-hmm. still a form of like you said a vehicle a tool to get the message to you yeah so it yeah. just depends on what um what you what you uh you know what you're attracted to mm-hmm. you know how do you want to get your information from spirit, I can get it through songs that I listen to, or just through nature, um, mm-hmm. because I play with. I, I, I'm, I'm in constant commune with spirit all the time. Yeah. So yeah. cards aren't the only thing, you know. I pull that out a lot of times when things get real sticky
0: and thick. Yeah. You know I'm saying, and I'm like, so spirit a very moment. Yeah, a very blue jay, red robin type moment. You pull a card, you pull those cards out. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Got it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense, you know, because um I think for me, like the first clue I had um, that there was more than what I, what I understood there to be. Um I was, this was like many years ago. Um I was in I was in New Orleans and I was with a friend of mine and we were um, in the French quarter and there was, um, she said, I want to get my palm read, you know, and I said, okay, well you, you go ahead. I'll, just, you know, I'll sit back here and she said, uh, well, just sit next to me. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll sit with you, but I, you know, I'm good. I don't, you know, I don't need to have my palm read. So I'm sitting there with her. And um, so the lady is reading her palm and there was a gentleman next to her and um, he said, I'll read your palm. I said, no, I'm fine. You know, and he said, um, oh well you have uh so he just started reading anyway. And he says, Well you have a, a lot of you know, you're you're a water sign and you um you were born in whatever month he said. And um so she stopped what she was doing. I guess she was like, Let me stop all this shenanigans because <laughs> you don't know what he does. <laughs> He's like, No, no, no. She's a fire sign. No, she was born in July. No, she was born July twenty eighth. I was like, Whoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know that, you
0: know? <laughs> so so she um when she finished up with my friend, she said um i I'll read your poem, you know, I'll do it for free, you know, I'll just after I'm done with her I'll, I'll read and I'll say, okay, you know i'll I'm sure, let's see what you <laughs> have to say so the interesting thing was, um, so I was married at the time, uh to to someone different than who I'm married to today and um, he was there and he was, she was saying these things about my husband, but like in future tense and the way she was describing him, it wasn't making any sense. So I was like, that's not accurate. You know, I was, you know, and she said, but I see you getting married. She described when I was going to get married and all of these things. And then she but she was very accurate about my past. So that was really weird to me. So I'm like, well, how is she seeing this wedding and I'm already married to this person and how is she describing this other person, but that is nothing like (laughs) this person over here, you know? Um, So, but that was like my first, you know, like, hmm, there's there's something else, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I had an experience where once I started really uh, I was, I was in church. I was asking all the questions. I was frustrating all the, all the people and, <laughs> and I decided, I <laughs> <laughs> so let me just take a step back and um, explore a little bit on my own and, and figure out some things. And so as I started reading and like experience, like just things, experiences just started happening with me. Um, I started meditating and um when I was meditating, I would always um have this light show up. And I didn't understand what it was. I just knew that it was nice. It was nice as a nice, you know, byproduct of meditation. <laughs> I didn't, you know, <laughs> know what it was. So um eventually um I read a book about um past life regression. And um I found someone to do a reading for me to do. I went to a past life regression um, therapy session. And when we were talking, uh, because at this point, I I really don't know much of anything outside of what I knew in formal religion. So I didn't like meditate. All of that was new to me. So um, when she gave me exercises to do prior to my coming. And, um, and she said, well, did you do the exercises? Did you follow the visual meditation? And I said, yeah, I did. But every time, you know, I I did it, it was working, but um, that light was in the way. Like I, it was hard to focus with the light. And she, (laughs) she sat straight up and she said, you see, you see a light. And I said, yeah, see every time I meditate, like the light is right there. Like light. And she said, do you, are you, do you have the light on in the room? Like, are you sure? And I said, yeah, no, I'm sure it's a light. Like it shows up and she's like, okay, let's just go on with it. So we go through the whole process. And for the very first time, the light changed colors while we were, you know, she was calling upon my higher self and it turned like a deep indigo color. And um, I was like, this is unique. This is interesting. We'll just go with it. (laughs) So I, so I, I didn't understand what it was. And then afterward we talked about it And then I did my own research because I'm like, what was that? Why did the, you know, it changed color? And then I realized it was um, my higher self. You know, it was, you know, my, um, it was my third eye, you know? So I was like, wow, that's, this is real because I didn't know. And what, what I liked about it is that I didn't know that, the third eye was associated that like that chakra was associated. I didn't know anything about chakras or any of that, but I didn't know that that was, that color was associated with that. So when it happened at the time that she asked, called upon it, like when she called upon my higher self, it turned colors. And I was like, okay, this is absolutely real. <laughs> like this is not something that I've made up or imagined in a book, you know? So, um, yeah, but like the tarot cards I've never, um, I never had a reading with the tarot. Oh, oh, the other thing, I did a um I started looking into numerology and I just started performing like I spent the whole day performing all the calculations I it's like okay, I can calculate my <laughs> my life and I started <laughs> so I but it it was so intriguing because the things that I read once I calculated my life path number, I'm like this is so spot on. So that's like, okay, I'm going to calculate my husband, my kids. I'm going to calculate my mom. My so I did. And it was just really, really interesting how much I learned about myself and all of the people around me just by knowing these numbers, you know? Um, and I'm like, that is amazing. Like, how does that, how does that work? Like, how does a number you know, know some, like, I don't know. That was just really interesting to me. So, um, so basically um, said all that to say, um, (laughs) I can understand where you, what you, what you mean about tarot being a vessel basically, right? Like um, to Mm -hmm, translate what you know from inside or to communicate. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Thank you for tuning into part two of this three part episode. Please tune in next week for the conclusion of this dynamic dialogue with the hosts of What Soul Sisters Say. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gifts the universe with her own strength and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. The Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast can be found at www.wwR.com
2: and on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.